Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. There's an old Cornish litany that states, From ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties and things that go bump in the night, good Lord, deliver us. Our scenario is entitled The Necropolis, and it was written by Lee Carr. It's a one-shot, and I am the game master. The five players, some of whom are new to our group, are uh, were given pre-generated characters. Let's introduce them. Uh, first up, we have uh, Thomas Greenway. Tom? Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm playing the fabulously wealthy Richard, the Wainwright, uh, Richard Wainwright III, dilettante of noble English blood. Excellent. Kevin? I'm, I'm Kevin. I'm playing Professor Edgar Carter, elder brother of the more famous Howard Carter, um, attempting to make a better name for myself than my uh, younger brother. Excellent. Kim? I'm Kim. I am playing Professor Stephen Turlow, linguist. Excellent. Ford? Hi, I'm Ford. Uh, I'm playing uh, Vince McBaron, ex-sergeant in the Canadian military, who is now Ford, your 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 microphone. Is here. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, we could hear you though. It was just a long, far okay. away. Uh, George, no I'm George Sig, and I'm playing Musa Zohair, the Egyptian crew chief on this excavation. All right, excellent. It's hot as blazes in the midday Egyptian sun, but let's leave the light behind and begin our journey into the darkness. It was just a couple of months ago when Professor Stephen Turlow received a letter from the millionaire Richard Wainwright III asking if he would be interested in joining his archaeological dig in Egypt. Wainwright was looking for a linguist fluent in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. The professor was thrilled. Finally, he could do something worthwhile. Richard Wainwright uh, despite his vast wealth, had always loved getting his hands dirty, dirty, especially when the reward was historical discovery and the fame that followed. Egypt was the land of amazing and spectacular discoveries, and he had eagerly funded a dig in the Valley of the Kings. He had hired a reputable archaeologist, Edgar Carter, whose younger brother, Howard Carter, just two years previous, had uncovered the tomb of King Totankhamun. Uh, he hoped that Carter would live up to his brother's reputation. He also hired an ex-soldier, Mr. Vince McBarren, who looked like he could handle any problems that might come up. He would assist in much of the labor and security. And finally, he hired a local, Musa Zohir, a crew chief. The man seemed properly motivated to uh, keep his workers in line. Unlike most of the other workers, Musa was not superstitious and he handled his workers rather well. The team, your team, worked very well together. The patron, the professor, the archaeologist, the soldier, and the crew chief. The sun was hot, the heat oppressive, which was a bit unusual for this time of the year. It was just past noon on November 24th, 1924, You've been working tirelessly with shovel, spade, and trowel 
in the Egyptian Valley of the Kings. Exhaustion is setting in, but your reward is at hand. You and your comrades carefully unveil the entrance of an ancient structure buried deep into a cliff face. The contracted laborers had scuttled around you like busy ants, and now, at last, a doorway is uncovered. You stand proudly at the base of 13 steps, descending into an entryway covered by an enormous stone slab. The laborers have constructed the makeshift pulley system over the excavation, and as you watch, they hoist the heavy slab upwards, revealing a dark passageway. Stale air from the darkness invites you with a promise of untold treasure. You excitedly rush inside. You are mere steps away from fame and fortune. The hallway is decorated with hieroglyphics and illustrations, and from where you stand, you can see something glinting gold farther down the passage. All right, what do you guys do? I'm busy scribbling down hieroglyphics like a madman. Well, you're just getting a chance to glance at them at the moment. How old's the um, passage? Is it has it recently been opened, or is it um, has it been? Um, does it look as though there's um, what are they called? Um, grave robbers been in? Well, it seems at first that uh, that nothing has been in here for ages. But uh, do a do a spot hidden roll for me. Uh, ninety-eight. Yeah, so you don't see any anything yet. No. Um, uh, Wainwright, of course, you were the first one to walk inside. It's your privilege. What would you like? Um, to uh, first of all, I'll turn around and say, "Lot of your work, chaps. This this is why we did this." Um, I'll yeah, I'll sort of try and try and peer off and see what I can see in the uh, a bit further down. Well, as you're walking a little bit further down, you can see that there looks like there's a a couple of things, like a piece of furniture, maybe a table uh, that glints bright gold, like it's made out of gold or covered in gold. There's a chest next to it. Um, uh, fairly large, maybe two feet across, that's ornate and covered in gold. And there is an archway. However, the archway is sealed up. Um, but no sooner do you see this, and you're all standing there, and you're looking at these amazing hieroglyphics on the wall, that there is a snapping sound and suddenly the crew outside begins to yell and uh, in alarm, and there's more snapping sounds and a grinding sound, and suddenly, with a huge thunderous boom, the giant slab comes crashing down and seals you inside, and everything is black. I told that boy sing to um wait what I rush back uh to where the slab has fallen and shout through it. Can you hear me out there? Go ahead and do a listen roll. I was afraid of this. (laughs) 
I don't hear any response, apparently. Okay. You can hear muffled noises, probably crew people yelling. So I, when they uh, open this, do we, do we see them lift it up? I'm sorry? Well, when they actually opened the, um, the, 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 the doorway to go into the steps, did we see them lift up a um, slab or is an entirely new slab that's fallen down? Yes, it was a it was a big gigantic slab that covered the door. They'd hoisted it up on uh, on pulleys, but apparently right. the rope and they they misjudged the strength, and it's uh, it's all comes crashing down. Either it's that or I got, got matches in place, so I'm gonna pull out some matches and I'm gonna light one. Okay, match does not give you very much light. Um, I've got four candles. Yeah, I'm uh. Here I will, I will hold out my light for you to light your candle with. All right. Um, Pulling out my flashlight. From, <laughs> nope. That works too. You didn't have your flashlight with you. Hmm. Uh, no flashlight. Wait, what? Hmm. <sighs> Match. Um. Uh. From uh, from your past experience, the candles that you have, uh, the candle will only burn for about an hour. How many candles do we have? I have four. You have four. Four between us. Just for between us. Uh, it gives off enough light that you can see a little bit around you. Well, you know they'll be working hard at getting that slab up. If they'll know, if they know it's good for them, they'll of have us out of here before we know it, guys. Like what's good yeah. to eat? Yeah. So not panic, old And uh, when I say that, I emphatically bang on the wall with the crowbar, hoping that they can at least respond by banging back. I listen for a re reply. All right. Go ahead and do a listen roll. Uh. Just made it. How long did it take them to actually lift it last time? Um, well, once they had it in the in the pulley system, it took them about you know a minute and a half to lift it up high enough to where you could right. get in. However, now if if their if their makeshift pulley system broke, they're going to have to construct something new, something stronger. So it's going to so take yeah, a how, while. How much rope do we have left in the camp? In the camp itself, yeah. uh, you're not sure. Um, I'm sorry, you had done a a, a listen roll. Yeah. Uh, you can you can hear murmuring on the other side. You're you're not sure, but it almost sounds like laughter. <laughs> please please set the alarms. They are competent and they are. Uh, are fully prepared for uh, dealing so with accidents like of uh, this nature. Let's hope so. I'm taking an assessment the of the situation here. The corridor that you're in is about uh, 15 feet wide and maybe about 30 or 40 feet deep. 
and there is a wall at the opposite end. Um, you can barely see it. You can still see the furniture that's there. Um, and of course, you can see the hieroglyphics. Okay, let's let's oh, not panic. I'm gonna I'm gonna take notes. Mr. Taylor, is it possible to um, translate these hieroglyphs? That's what I'm working on, my friend. Hmm? So um, do I? I do I see anything relevant? Why don't you do a hieroglyphics a hieroglyphics roll? Forty made it. Okay. Um. What you're seeing is kind of a narrative. It's kind of a, there's, there's pictures, there's illustrations, and there's hieroglyphics. And it's telling you about the life of a pharaoh. Um, the, the pictograms are, are strange. It's almost as if it's saying that this particular pharaoh had godlike powers and that, uh, that, uh, he ruled over his people rather violently, and that if they if they crossed him in any way, he uh, he destroyed them. He destroyed his enemies. Um, so it sounds more gruesome than maybe it is. It might just be one of those sort of fluff pieces that you know the king conquers all that are opposed to him. Why don't you do a, a spot hidden roll as well, Kim? Okay. No, that's a no. That is a no. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh, archaeologist, why don't you do a, a spot hidden as well? Eighty-nine. No, <laughs> <laughs> I should be looking at the wall. You guys are Blank are are, are really uh, unnerved by the by being sealed in in the dark. Uh. All right. So, what would you? Oh, no, like I am to having do? a great time with these walls. I don't. The rest of you can just fret all you want. I'm having a great time with these walls. I'm going to continue to look around, make sure nothing else is going wrong in here, and then help the uh, chief here in uh, maybe trying to contact people outside. Okay, Vince. Um, go ahead and do a spot hidden roll. Nope, 72 didn't make it. It's going to be one of those games. Uh, all right. Um, TPK. Well, TPK. Uh, What's you, equipment? You, you make your way back over to the door. And uh, now, now you guys can't really get far enough away from each other without walking into the darkness. So who's got the candle? Dun, dun, dun. I have the candle. Okay. Um, what um, tools do we have with us? I have a trowel. Um, is there any? Uh, somebody mentioned a crowbar. Do we have any other tools? I hold up a, a mallet. That's a, as well. That's it. No spades or digging equipment. Well, that's that's. I letting letting it to be sealed inside. It is uh, the rest of the equipment, of course, is outside of the tomb. Okay. Well, with my trowel, we could dig our way out. Um, I say we. So here, if you could dig our way out, we could watch and decipher the um, hieroglyphs. 
I am ready to begin when you are. Uh, the ground is made out of rock. But this will take a while. Why don't you do a, why don't you do a, uh, those of you who've looked down at the ground, why don't you do a spot hidden? I see rock. I, yeah, made it. Barely Number made one. it. Um, those yeah. of you who made it, you notice now there's actually a fairly large amount of uh, limestone chips as if something had been cleared out of this passage, like like the, 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 the passage itself had at one time been kind of packed with, uh, with rubble and chips and that uh, somebody had then removed it it's it's odd it, hmm. um kim you're still looking at the wall why don't you go ahead and do another spot hidden for me okay uh, do it. No, still no <laughs> you're fascinated by the by the i am where my a brother is a cartouche guys a cartouche when my brother opens uh, Tutankhamun's uh, tomb, it took him three days to dig the sand out from the entrance. Um, I don't recall our crew spending any time digging out sand or debris from the entrance of this um, this tomb. So, yeah, um, so that is correct, isn't it? Correct. You had to dig down to get to the slab, but you didn't dig anything out. Once. You, you've just now opened up the tomb, so... Okay, let me move. Let's look for footprints. We've, so we know what size feet we are and look for disturbances in the um, the ground where we've been standing, where we've been walking, trying it's to see if there's any other footprints. It's still a rock floor. so. But, it, but with several thousand years of dust, yeah, dust, is there any dust? All right. When he suggests that, I look too. Is it a yeah. spot? 53. Hit? Yeah, I've got 53. No. Um, nothing that you can really see, but the dust layer isn't that thick. It's, it's been a long time. There's, once it's sealed up, there's not that much dust. Mm -hmm. Just what dust was in the passageway. There's, and actually you've also kicked up a lot of dust when that door fell. Yeah. So the air is a little bit difficult right now with the, the dust. It's, Take another look for hazards in the room. Make sure there's nothing else that's going to come and slam on us. Well, Vince, as you look around in the passage, um, you look over at the hieroglyphs, uh, and there are some definite places where the hieroglyphs are faded and, and chipped off the wall, and you can see cracks running all along the walls and up into the ceiling. Um, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Uh, missed. Okay. Um, well, you're not you're not really an an engineer, but it looks like this would be could be a little unstable. Um, you wouldn't want to go banging too much on the walls. It might uh, it might bring the whole thing down. You don't know, but it doesn't look that safe. Hey, folks, um, just be careful. I'm noticing some uh, cracks in the walls here, and. Uh, it's not looking pretty good. About this time, you also notice, as you as you guys are all staring at the cracks, that along the passageway, there are actually some places that look like like holes. Uh, they're not round holes. They're they're 
crack holes, but they're they're holes in the plaster. And it looks like it's a void beyond them, you know, it's dark beyond them. There's no wall. Put the can put the candle close to the crack and see if you can see well, through the crack crack the candle. There's there's some uh some holes that are, you know, odd shaped and about like that size. And uh, you, there's definitely a void there. The plaster is kind of thin right there. It's got, it's got hieroglyphics painted over it, but it's definitely like there's something wall. there. Yeah. Using the trowel, see if I can prize off some of the plaster gently. Okay. Um, uh, as, he, as he does that, I'm concerned about the stability. So I look to see, uh, since I have some experience supervising breaking things open, just how unstable does this all appear? Is the they're likely to be a problem because he's digging open the wall well the spot where he's digging seems to be thin um it doesn't look like it would have been a support there anyway and what in fact you uncover is a a square just about like that um behind the plaster and there is something laying inside it looks like the pit is maybe two feet deep and just square, but there's something mounted, something laying right there inside the... Oh, without thinking, I'm going to put my hand straight in and Wait. pick it up. I try to reach out to stop him from just sticking his hand in the hole. Well, uh, go ahead and do a luck roll. Who? Him <laughs> or me or both? Him, him. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Miss, miss. Thirteen. Okay, uh, before before Musa can grab your arm, you feel something that feels like old parchment or cloth, um, an odd shape. It feels very dry to your touch. Um, your guess, only because you are an archaeologist, is like mummy wrappings. Oh, I've I found something. Bring him off. Oh, I've got a candle in my hand. Um, put my candle closer to the hole to see if I can illuminate what's down there. Even if it means putting the candle slowly in the hole to see if yeah. I can see. The hole, as I say, is only about two feet deep, and it's it's square and not very big. The object there looks like something has been mummified, and you can see there's a glint of something farther in, like like it's a a little body with something there. Oh, do he an archaeology. I hand him the crowbar, hoping that he won't stick his hand in the hole any deeper. Or I try to hand him the crowbar. Yep. And um, uh, a half. Oh, okay. Uh, archaeology. You you suddenly it dawns on you that um, that oftentimes they mummified animals and put them in tombs. Hmm. Uh, to accompany yeah. the pharaoh into the next life. Um, from the general size, it's probably either a cat or a dog. Okay. Um, that's the glint of gold in there is probably a little mask that's on it. I'm going to slowly bring it out. Okay. It is, in fact, once you start to bring it out, and it's very delicate, it's a dog. Uh, Still. It's a dog. Are, are there any hieroglyphs on the... Um... Is, is there any marking? There's no markings. No. But there is, you know, ornate sort of painting on the little mask. The little mask looks like it's made out of clay. 
okay. with gold, gold on it, gold paint. We'll uh, take that for later and place it back in, but not all the way in. Okay. Um, what else? What else you guys want to do? Now, you guys haven't walked down to the other end yet, or the furniture or whatever you saw was there. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go have a have a look at this gold table and uh... now once again you all have to go or yeah because you oh, can't yeah. have the candle. I say, chaps, why don't we uh we'll we'll let the guys outside do what they're doing. I'm sure they'll get us out of here soon enough. In the meantime, yes. we might as well uh, might as well see what we can find. That's a damn good start in there. I'm I agree. Thinking, see what else is in here. Thinking. Yeah, I'd like to get a better look at the uh, rest of the chamber here. Um, just not not feeling good about this place. Am I right in thinking that so here's the only one that heard them laughing? Yeah, he had his ear pressed up against you. Right, we can hear that. No problem. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should go down and um, investigate the rest of the tomb. Right. Stephen, have we got any idea whose tomb this is? From the hieroglyphs. Have I, have, I, have I found a cartouche yet? No. Can I see the name on the cartouche? No, there's no cartouche. Damn. I haven't found any pharaoh's name yet. Nope. Like and in, in and the, the thing is, is that the more you look at the hieroglyphs and the more you look at the, the wall, the more sort of disturbing the story becomes. Um, do a, do a, once again, do a hieroglyph. And uh, tell me how well you do. Do you do a regular or a half or a extreme? A sixty-one, which is uh, I made it by nine. Okay, so, so regular. just a regular pass. Um, it just it it seems that basically that this pharaoh was gathering people to himself, and the ones that followed him were more or less kept safe, but the ones who didn't were destroyed um it's 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 atypical for what you usually see on these sort of tombs it doesn't look like he's destroying uh other other cultures like the nubians or the you know the, the romans it's 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 definitely his own people um he's not a nice character gentlemen anyways Stephen, does it say how he destroyed them or just just destroyed them it it seems to be that he has magical powers. He's shooting out rays of energy at them, or it might just be a misinterpretation of what the picture is saying. Hmm. Um, down farther in the passage, once you once you move in that direction, there is a table. It's rather ornate. It's made of gold. Uh, however, it's not in great condition. It looks like the years have gotten to it. The wood is rotted. Uh, it's starting to fall apart. It would be, uh, if you probably, if you picked it up and tried to move it, it would just fall apart into pieces. Um, uh, setting next to it is a large chest. Uh, I'd say it's, a, it's at least a, a foot and a half by a foot and a half by about three feet long. Uh, it's clad in gold and you can tell that it has been dragged now right behind it is an archway but the archway has been sealed up except that someone has broken a hole in it down near the ground on the right hand side um you would have to 
crouch down and crawl through. But you were talking earlier about grave robbers. This definitely looks like a grave robber got in here somehow and tried to get through that hole and had dragged this stuff out with him where he is. Makes sense. Is there, is there a lock on the case, on the um, box? There's not. Is it? There's not. I say, Wayne, right? Would you like to open the box with me? Uh, I would not do that. Uh, especially in an enclosed area like this, we don't know what's inside the box, and uh, I'm sure our chief here can uh, back me up on this. We don't need, like, any kind of anything like that kicking up in this enclosed space. Yes, please yes, be careful. Gentlemen, there will be time for opening these things once uh, the tomb is open again. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to do the treasure thing later. Right now, it's um, we need to be concerned for our lives. One thing you know for sure is that the um, the box would be worth a fortune. Um, can I appraise it? Sure. Well, that's that's what your appraisal would be. Is that yeah. it's 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 yeah. fabulous, and yeah. you know it would it would be it would to a collector it would be worth a lot. Um, it's it's fairly large. Um, I doubt if if that is in it? fact if that is in fact gold, then it would take a couple of you to lift it. Um, there's design on it, on it but uh, there doesn't seem to be any particular hieroglyphics on it. Or the hinges. Yes, there's, there's no lock, but it's hinges. From from an archaeological point of view, it could be filled with treasure, or it could be filled with more dead animals. You know? I'm going to tap it and gently to with an archaeologist, the dead animal is just as valuable as gold. <laughs> yes, it's it's Ginger. tapping. It doesn't do much. It's it's a big heavy thing. And it feels solid. It doesn't feel because obviously the table you said that was um, right. No, this feels quite solid. It's in mm -hmm. good condition. Better than much, much better than the table. I'm tempted to have a look inside, but well, I'll to go. I'd wait. This is why we're down here, though. Come on, Jess. Well, we're we in nothing else space. to do. We're in close space here. It's not. I, I don't want to die from poison gas. And that can ultimately happen. It's, ultimately, it's Wainwright's baby. So. <laughs> Health and safety gone mad. I think I'm going to open the box, Wayne. Right? I think that makes perfect sense. I'm with sense. you. Let's let's see what's in here. I'm backing away. I am uh, I'm backing away as I say. Please wait. Uh, Ziv will surely op open the door. Yes, yes, again. yes. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, I I I I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm going to open the box. All right. Uh, as you open the box. Oh yeah. Uh, there's no knife. There's no gas. It just basically creaks open. Now it's heavy. The, the lid on it itself is very heavy, uh, so it takes you a little little bit of effort to lift it up. But when you look inside, it's almost completely empty. At the most, you can see in the bottom are a couple of like glass beads. 
which from an archaeological point of view, glass was actually more invaluable to them than gold because um, they, they didn't have it. They had to get it from uh, fulgurites, from lightning strikes on the beach. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this is um, desert glass. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's empty. Still, the box itself would be worth a, f a fabulous fortune. Pick up one of the uh, pieces of desert glass mm -hmm. and examine it. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what it looks like. It's kind of green. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing else. There's no hidden part. There's no hidden. doesn't look as though there's a hidden uh, base. It doesn't seem to like be Interesting. Desert glass. About now, you, you can distantly hear uh, someone banging on the stone door back there like the crew is trying to do something they're they're working on it but at the same time from the cracks in the ceiling and the cracks in the walls you see dust starting to fall in and oh that's not good at all that's not good do do i think it's going to collapse on us can i estimate that based on my experience with opening it, it certainly seems like it could all right, I, I rush back to the uh, the blocked door, and I I shout, uh, "Stop! It may collapse!" And as loud as I possibly can. Okay, you don't know if, whether they heard you or not, but uh, well, uh, is there more banging and more falling of dust? Yeah, it seems like they're continuing in what they're doing. And yes, the little bits of dust are, are wafting down. Hmm. So you uh, the, said there was an opening under that archway. Yeah. Yes. If you if you like kind of smell the air, does it smell fresher or more stale? Smells the same as, as the rest. Oh, put the candle close to the um, hole to see if, the, if there's any wind blowing the candle from below. There is not. And when you when you put the candle, do you actually get down on your hands and knees when you put the candle there, or do you just lean over? I, um, I'll get down, because it's quite low, and so I'll get down on my hands and knees yeah. and actually put the candle really low. And when you do that, you can see that the room beyond is stuffed with uh, furniture and stuff. Stuffed with stuff. I, I say, Wayne, Mike, come and have a look at this. Say, old chap. Looks yeah. like we've struck gold. Looks like Fortune when uh, glory. Looks like when Howard Carter opened up uh, two dunk almonds and there's gold in there. Wonderful. Well, that was so last year. <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was so two years ago. This could beat um, little Howard's record. I say. Indeed. Where's uh, his crowbar? I, uh, I had head over that way, uh, but instead of just handing him the crowbar, uh, I look at him sternly and say, you will have to live to enjoy your fame. What do you need done here? Yes, it's all very good. That's all very good, man. But um, can I have the crowbar, please? Is the hole big enough for us to crawl through? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was big enough for him to pull the table through, but you'll have to crouch down to get through it. 
I, I hand him the crowbar, but I say, please let me help uh, when you can. I want to do my job and survive to be paid. And make you um, famous. Okay, I'm going to hand you the... Don't you want to get out alive. I'm going to hand you the candle, so here. Okay. I take and the I'm candle. Get, uh, with the crowbar, I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and shimmy through the hole. Okay. I'm right behind you. It's pitch dark on the other side, except for the light coming through the hole. Okay. And then, when I, if I want to get through, so here, pass in that candle. Put my hand under. I pass in the candle. And as you look around, the room is filled with all sorts of amazing things. Uh, uh, there are um, there are mostly furniture of sorts, chairs and tables and and couches, and there's even a boat over on the side wall. Um, the room Wainwright, is, get in here. You have to see this. The room uh, is, yeah. is uh, from, from your perspective, the room opens up on either side, and it's maybe about 20 feet deep and maybe about 20 feet on each side of you, so maybe 40 feet wide, and you're right in the middle of the wall on the south end. Does that make sense? You're like you yeah. come up the passage, and you are on the bottom of this rectangular room. Um, you can see two things. One is, well, you can see a lot of things. There's there's a lot of clutter, a lot of furniture. Um, you can see that on the east wall, there are two large statues, and in the middle of it is a, another huge stone slab that's blocking an archway on the, the, the wall directly across you, the north wall over, over, over near the, the west corner, there is an archway and that archway is open leading into another room. Uh, from your knowledge of Egyptian tombs, you are in like an antechamber mm -hmm. and most likely the one on the east, that is the actual tomb itself, the burial chamber. Excellent. Wainwright, get in here. Get in here, man. Come and see this. This is, this is spectacular. I'll, uh, I'll drop down. On my way, on my way. Come on, guys. We need to check this out. Coming in right behind Wainwright. All right. Next. So this room... Uh, is is not quite as elaborate on the walls and ceiling um but there as i say there's a lot of stuff is there so what would you like to do? um well uh the two most prominent uh yes yes there's room to walk around there's sort of little passageways go ahead and why don't um archaeologists why don't you do a spot hidden for me 56. Is that a pass? It's a regular, but yeah, okay. regular pass. pass. Um, there's something you notice that's rather odd. Um, normally, all of these things in here, if they were untouched, they should be stacked nice and neatly, uh, well organized. But there's, there's, there's a, a strong evidence 
that something was moving through this chamber rather recklessly. Um, and if you, you can't really guess a direction, but it was definitely, it was definitely moving through here with disregard for things that it might be knocking over in the process. Okay. The um, chest was dragged through. Yes. Um, is there evidence where this was dragged from the chest? It's hard to tell in here because now all of your feet have uh, yeah. you know, scuffed with the floor. The floor is still, it's everything is dusty, but it's, it's all pretty, pretty free of dust. There's not much in here. What are the um, two statues surrounding the stab look like? Um, the statues are, are clad in gold and they each have an animal face on them. Um, one of them is a crocodile and Set. the other one Set. is let's see um i had this marked where is it one of them is a crocodile and the other one is another animal <laughs> um do you go up and examine them yes all right do a spot hidden for me five percent really good yeah all right you go up and you're looking at the workmanship and it's exquisite and and you're uh you're, you're you're looking at it and it suddenly hits you that there the first thing that hits you is there's something very different about these statues and in that same moment you suddenly realize they're people they're actual men who have been mummified uh there is a spike that is sticking up out of the base and they have been impaled on these spikes and then dressed like statues so i need you to do a sanity roll what's my sanity 40 30 10 percent under all right uh do where is it uh Oh, you lose one point of damage. One um, point of damage. An alligator and a jackal. That's what it was. I thought it was a jackal. Jackal. So I lose one point of damage, not one point of sanity. One point sanity damage. Yep. Okay. Mental damage. Hey, um, Professor, what you seeing over there? Oh, this isn't good. Um, well, you're hearing, you're hearing gasp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go over and see what's going on with the professor. These yeah, aren't I rush statues. over when the professor sounds upset. These aren't statues, man. These are these are people with crocodile heads and a jackal head sewn on. Wait, what? Yeah, you guys can do sanity rules. Now that he said it out loud, you can all do sanity. <laughs> so all of us can do sand? Yeah, because it's it's gruesome. Damn. They've literally had these. Sorry, on that one. 
they've been okay. they've been dropped butt first onto these. Uh, um, I'm not sure how badly I failed. Uh, if, if a 95 is that's not significantly worse than a 90. It's, it's, yeah, it's getting up there. My sanity um, was 55 before. Uh, you do a 1d2. So you roll up like a six-sided dice and then divide yeah. it. Oh, I have that handy. All right. Um, looking at the slab itself that's in the middle, uh, it's, it's big. And you're actually surprised because there doesn't seem to be any way of moving it. It certainly couldn't be moved by people. There's no room in here to move. To move, I mean, you could theoretically slide it to the side, but it must weigh you know, five tons. But is this unusual for um, Sobek and Anubis to guard the entrance to a grave? The crocodile well, Sobek, or representation of Sobek. And Stephen, um, we, we've seen a number of um, graves sites. Um, is this unusual? Obviously, we know that the jackal is clearly the um, the guide to the dead. And if Sobek's the eater of sinners, this is um, not a good. Well, we've certainly seen our share of uh, murals with these two fine gentlemen on it. It seems to be a fairly common theme in, in tombs, wouldn't you say? Hmm. But to have the to have them together guarding. I thought the um Maybe we're dealing with a sinner. Hmm. That's what That's the what narrative the seems to be indicated. There's something else that's sort of strikes you as odd and that's that the the egyptians had great reverence for their gods and when they made statues they gave them gold and, mm. and you know uh, there's a great deal of respect to, co to construct these out of dead bodies seems almost sacrilegious stephen um well, i'm going to examine um Anubis, would you go and examine the crocodile to see if we can tell if these were um, laid down post the creation of the tomb or whilst the tomb was being created? Is this a new thing or a um, an early thing? Is it possible to tell that? So we're trying mm -hmm. to establish whether these, when, when they created the tomb, um, they were there or whether they were put in afterwards to kind of protect well upon examining you you almost get the impression that they were mummified after they were tossed on the spikes so they were murdered mm. first and then mummified in this way um you can tell too that the masks probably could come off you'd have to lift them off so uh professor this isn't uh is this is this right 
This doesn't seem right. Not exactly what I'd call normal. Yeah. I've well, never no, heard of this before. You and I both um, know that they had a habit of killing their architects so that they couldn't spill their secrets. Maybe this is the architect here. Hmm. Or maybe one of these is the architect. Professor Turwell. Waste. <laughs> do a spot hidden for me. Okay. Hmm. 90. <laughs> no. My God, woman, are you ever going to get a good roll? <laughs> Throw those dice out and get new ones. <laughs> I'm going to switch dice. Okay. <laughs> hmm. um. So we have a tomb that has got an elaborate amount of um, material for the afterlife, um, the boat to travel onwards, yet the guarding the actual tomb is Anubis, which is the uh, with, his, with his scales, and um, the Sin Eater. I'm not sure that actually seems as normal as it could. Now, how many of these have mm. been excavated? There could be thousands of tombs just like this one. We don't know. Well, um, it's such a new, such a new science. It is. I mean, Tutankhamun is the only one with that he had a body in that um, was un, um, uh, hadn't had gra uh, grave robbers. So I suspect... Um, uh, Wainwright, do a hmm. spot hidden for me, because you're looking around at all this. 42, that is... That's a pass. Just um, as you're standing there listening to them, looking at all of this stuff, and you're looking over at this gruesome uh, these two statues, you 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 find yourself looking at the the, the big slab uh, covering the tomb, the the burial room, and there are definitely symbols that are carved into the rock. They're they're light. And they're, they're a slightly different color, but they don't look like hieroglyphics that you've ever seen. Granted, you don't read them, but they just don't look like hieroglyphics. I say, Professor, come and have a look at this. Uh, do you, this it doesn't look like hieroglyphics to me. Do you recognize, do you recognize these uh, symbols? Um, I've got a cult. Sure. Old cult. I got hieroglyphs, so call me over there. Mm. 15%. 12%. Excellent. So yeah, um, three under. Um, and, and Professor, do you have a cult? Uh, me? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Why don't you go ahead and roll, too? 88. Damn it. <laughs> well, are you even looking at them, man? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Set of dice to try. While they're all doing this, I'm going to grab uh, Zoe here, here, and uh, and uh, start looking around. Uh, make sure the place is secure. Look, check the quality of the ceiling and stuff. See if we don't have any more. Uh, ceiling looks a little better in here, but you're still stuck with only the one candle burning. So I'll just right. go along with him, and uh, if he's um, 
Maybe he's checking the walls and the ceiling. I'll check the floor for unevenness. I, uh, you know, I still think maybe there are things in here that are not safe. Well, there's a lot of, uh, because of all the furniture, there's a lot of clutter in here. Um, in, in order to really examine this room thoroughly, you would have to remove all the furniture. I mean, it's up against the walls and the right. well, almost touching, all the way to the ceiling. Touching things is the exact opposite of what I want to do. Right. Yeah, but we're not, we're not here for detailed. We're just making sure that there's nothing obviously uh, problematic here. This room looks better constructed than that passageway, where the passageway is taking more damage over time. Mm. Um, uh, as you guys are looking at the stone slab, you realize that some of these symbols uh, are definitely occult symbols, uh, symbols of um, like almost almost like ward symbols. Uh, they give you the impression of something very old, uh, maybe even you know things that you've glimpsed in in a few. Uh, museums that were, you know, like magical spells of uh, of warding, or uh, you know, cur may, may, like the, the proverbial "don't open or a curse will fall on you." That sort of stuff. Hmm. Are you sure you can't read, Stephen? Clearly, this is a um, an ornate occult symbol for uh, a ward of some description. You've got me, old boy. It's very odd. Very odd. Um, do these statues have weapons, spears, or anything? Yes. Actually, I, I forgot to say that. Um, one of them is holding um, a, uh, a ceremonial sort of battle axe. Um, and the other one is holding a, uh, a kobesh, which is uh, uh, like a sword. It goes out, and then it's got the hook on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both uh, in relatively good condition. Uh, hmm. Are they sewn to the hands? Or no, they're not. Resting? No. Yeah. It's very likely that if you, if you fiddle with them, they'll probably fall off fall out of their hands or the hands could fall okay. off. yeah, yeah. Hmm. does it look as though this um the uh, stone slab has been moved or attempted to be moved do we know there's been a grave robber in here yeah it doesn't look it probably it. didn't get very far <laughs> i well, say so, a... i say so here there is another door leading out. It's not a door. There's a uh, an archway leading out on the northwest side of the room. Doesn't smell like, um, apart from these, obviously these two dead guys. Doesn't smell like there's any other decaying. Just smells musty. Yeah, it's just musty. Hmm. Can we check that archway that you yeah. just mentioned that's open uh, to see whether or not it. Uh, looks like it could fall in. Uh, is it maybe rigged well, in the, some way? I, I just keep expecting something to be trapped. So. Sure. If you are standing near 
the statues, which is near the, 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 the burial chamber door. Um, that other archway is about 35 feet away. So you have to tell me what you're going to do with the candle. Well, I'm candle. with uh, Vince, so I say, Yes. Shall we check the other, other arch? As far as we can get yes. into with the light here, well, yeah, let's have a look. Well, don't they have the light over by the door? We do. Uh, so here, uh, I'll, um, I'll come to you. And you got four candles. Doesn't, doesn't Vince have a candle already? We, right, there are five of us and four candles. I'm the only yeah, one with no candles. I think we're going so to need at least one more candle here so that uh, me and uh, Zahiria can uh, have a look around. Okay, I'll, um, I'll, get some, I'll get another candle out of my pack and um, light it. So we now have... So now you have two, two. candles lit. Yep. All right. Um, all right, so you guys head over to that archway. Yeah. Um, you can see that the archway uh, opens up immediately into a much smaller room. The room is only about 20 feet deep and about 25 feet long. Uh, it's far less cluttered, uh, but on the east side of the, the room is an altar set up and there is a large gold object uh, standing up on the altar. Um, there are a few pieces of other kinds of furniture in here that might be ceremonial and the there are murals on all the walls. And uh, I'm sorry, the west wall is, is honeycombed with a whole bunch of little uh, pockets. Like every every couple of uh, uh, inches, maybe every five inches or so, every 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 um, few centimeters, there is a little pocket about about yay big in the wall. Mm -hmm. how's the arch the itself? Arch how's the arch itself looking? Arch looks pretty stable. So you think it's good there? It looks stable. Okay, that's all I'm concerned about right now. Keeping this place stable, keeping us safe. I'm going to assume that you guys haven't gone in that room. You're just, you're just playing. No, just, that no, is no, exactly no. right. We are on this right. side of the arch. Okay. It looks, it, you're, you're, it makes you feel like you're looking into a chapel or a, a shrine of some sort. In that uh, one short instant when you look in. All right. Wow. What are the rest of you going to do? So Wait, wait, unless we um, actually move this slab, um, it might be worth having a wander around the um, the rest of the, uh, the vestibule. Oh, I agree, yeah. Um, what have you gents found over there, then? Another I don't know. Pagan, uh, another pagan shrine. Is actually stable? Actually, yeah, it does look like a shrine now that you mention it. Oh, they usually have shrines in these tombs. Let's go have a look at that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll take a look. So you you wend your way over to it uh, around the furniture, and you get to the archway, and you look inside. And as I said, uh, there's a mural on the far wall. Uh, there's little pockets uh, into in the wall on the uh, 
the west side, and there is an altar on the, the east side. Mm -hmm. um, you guys go in? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going in. Slowly, slowly. Yep. Let's be careful. As soon as you begin to enter the room, you realize that there is something lying on the ground in front of the altar. Um, and whatever it is, it seems to be have cloth. Uh, there seems to be cloth of different kinds. They don't look like they're ancient cloth either, like maybe clothing of some sort. Hold up. Wingwright, I think that's the um, that's the grave robber. Looks like the fellow that beat us here, yes. Well, as you step closer, that's definitely what it is. It is a, hmm. a desiccated skeleton with uh, clothes on that look fairly modern, although they're they're eaten away and falling apart in rags. There's also, a little, there's also a little satchel there next to him. Okay, I'm not liking this at all. What the heck I'm happened to, to this guy? It, it, it's it's too um, it, it, it's too curious not to. I'm, I'm going to lean down and um, whatever happened happened here. Using using Zohir's crowbar, which I think I still have, mm -hmm. I'm going to open up the flap of the satchel. Of the satchel? Yeah. Okay. Looks like a. Looks very similar to the the kind of satchel that you would carry as an archaeologist. Uh, um, it looks like there's a couple of things inside, maybe a a trowel, um, maybe a flask of some sort. Um, now this this guy is kind of in a heap on the ground. You, if you want to look at him more closely, you'll have to do something about that. Um. Before we do that, um, maybe we have a look around the rest of the room. Okay. We see there's cubby holes, so little pockets. Right. Now that you're actually yeah. inside the room, um, uh, to be to be more precise, there's a large altar on yeah. the uh, on the east side. There are the little cubbies on the west side. On the north side, there is a mural that seems to be depicting. Uh, the slaughter of hundreds and hundreds of people. And when you turn around and look behind you at the wall that you came through, where the archway is, uh, there is an enormous uh, pharaoh uh, standing in the center uh, in, in the, the full headgear and, and all of that, except the face is black. And he holds in one hand uh, the scales and there is a heart on one side of the scales and on the other side is a heap of dead animals and kneeling at his feet is what looks like a, a man with a wolf's head seems to be like worshipping him or something that's rather odd altar I, I should say the altar because this is obvious. There is a large, so, there's a large weird. golden, yeah, that's weird. There's a large so golden it. object on the altar. It is a a an, an ankh, 
but it's okay. upside down and there are small black tendrils that seem to be coming out of it radiating out in all directions now the thing is is that you don't think they're moving but with the candlelight in the room and the play of the the, the the flicker of the candle it almost looks as if the tendrils are moving on this this large onk whoa so the the mural no, the on, on the wall that shows Anubis kneeling at a black-faced pharaoh. Well, it doesn't look like Anubis. You said a wolf's head, right? A wolf's head. Not a jackal. No, it doesn't look like a jackal. Doesn't look traditionally like a Anubis. Good. Okay. Who's which one of the dog? We'll show the wolf head. But but either uh, way, Edgar, it's did they have wolves in ancient Egypt? Um, well, it's what it looks. Oh yeah, out of character. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's not a god. That's a pharaoh that the god is worshiping, which is Correct. very odd. And do a, the upside do down. A, do a spot hidden. Spot hidden. Thought he was god. One under sixty-four. I don't know what this is, but it is crazy. It's crazier you than realize, most of the Egyptian stuff I've seen. You 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 suddenly realize that the heart is being weighed against a bunch of dead animals, but the dead animals are not animals. They're the gods of Egypt. With their their That's really odd because tradition is a flower, it's a feather. They weigh the heart against a feather. So but the, the ankh is the, isn't that the Egyptian word for truth? So an upside down life. life. So an upside down one is is death. This is all quite um quite interesting, really. Hmm. So what, what do we actually have? We have a, a, a pharaoh who was um, not a nice chap. We have his tomb. Um, we have the uh, Anubis. The uh, God and Sobek guarding his tomb, and in here we appear to have the um, the Pharaoh um, judging the gods. Seems Maybe he realized the gods were dead. Yeah, but Professor Carter. Yeah, I I don't know half this stuff that's going around here, but you know, could this be like some kind of fringe sort of thing, like like? some people bucking against the system, you know, with, uh, you know, kind of anti-priesthood sort of sort of thing, you know, kind, uh, of, kind of like heretics, I guess you could say. I mean, um, uh, not that I know uh, anything, uh, but... Uh, as a character, do we know anything about uh, the Black Pharaoh and, and um, is it Kefron Ra? Nefren Ka? Um, Ka. No, you don't have any uh, uh, call, any uh, Cthulhu mythos. So. Right. Okay. Um, so, mm, uh, cubby holes. What, what's in the cubby holes? Go over to the cubby holes. Now you've got something even weirder. In each little cubby hole is a little figurine. Uh, looks like a person um, uh, carved out of some sort of black stone, but decorated with uh, gold. And each little cubby hole has a little 
little man in it, and each little man is is in the posture of worshiping. Um, but they're all about that big. It's and they're made it, of black glass, out of some kind of you know rock. Hmm. Um, uh, go ahead and do a, a, a archaeology roll. This is so heavy on the archaeology, but okay. <laughs> I got ten percent, which is oh, very good. An extreme. Um, yeah, fortune. You, 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 you believe that the uh, the little figurines are called uh, Shabbati. They're statuettes, and they're common, fairly common in funerals, in funeral uh, tombs. But these are the slaves that the. Uh, that the, the person who's died takes into the afterlife to serve him. Yeah. Um, but none of that's out of the ordinary. The upside down angle. Not, not really. No. Okay. Um, now, as you're standing there and you're 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 still sort of looking around. Actually, everybody do a spot hidden. Oh, three. I made one for once. Yep. Critical on one. No. no. Just made uh, it. I just have a normal success. Um, Soldier. You, you got the odd yes. one. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. You finally get a good roll. <laughs> uh, as, you're sitting, as they're all looking at the gold and the, and the archaeology and that, you look down at the body and you realize two things that this guy's chest and head have been crushed by something. And when you sort of lean down and look closer, you realize that there are tooth marks on the bones as if something ripped the flesh off and left its teeth marks on the body. Um, I'm going to voluntarily take a sanity for that because okay. that's just to that's just totally. Uh, professors, you may Where's have a problem. Yeah, Definitely. something big and toothy got a hold of this uh, guy here, like uh, like a uh, crocodile or something like that. Because this guy looks like he's not only been crushed but gnawed upon. If grave robbers got in tomb, maybe animals. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But this this is some animal. This is a big animal. This is something like you know, you know, we're talking uh, we're talking at least a crocodile. If a not crocodile. something else. Um, I say McBaron. Do you think it might be an idea to pop over to these statues and collect that sword and spear? Might not be a bad idea. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Take the scandal. Yeah, taking the candle. Yeah, since so I've been relieved of my crowbar, I go over uh, <laughs> to uh, collect the sword. Right. Um, By the way, have there been any hieroglyphs that I've been able to get at during this time? Um, some of them, and they're all in praise of uh, of the faceless god. Uh, they are uh, they're disturbing. Um, Does it actually name a faceless god? It doesn't. It doesn't have a cartouche of any kind, right. so you're not really sure. There's no name given. Um, but as you are looking around, 
uh, you also look down at uh, at the crushed body, and and you're quite disturbed by it. You're disturbed by the altar. There's something about that that uh, unk that uh, that's just wrong. It's just it's just wrong with everything that you've ever seen before in something like that. Um, uh, Wainwright. Did you uh, say that the, the Ankh was on the altar? It's on the altar, yeah. And it's fairly large. It's, it's nearly two feet tall. Uh, and it's uncanny the way it looks almost like it's moving. You're sure that it's just the candlelight, but it's, it's, it's a very bizarre optical illusion that, that's being created there. Uh, Wainwright, as you're standing there, I'm sorry. What did you say, Kim? I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Uh, I, I said, could it be turned right side up? No, it would probably topple over. Mm. It's got a big base on it. Um, I'll be quiet now. All right, Wainwright. As you're standing there, you look down and you see that tucked in that pack, along with a trowel and a what looks like a, a maybe a water flask, uh, there's a little journal. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna grab the journal out and have a little flick through. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you can see that it was uh, it was the property of and written by somebody named Sasha Carner. And um, as you glance at it, there's a couple of passages that uh, that seem significant. Say, chaps, look at what I found here. So. Mm. 7th of August, 1916. Word has reached us of fierce fighting north close to the Suez Canal. Our men are frightened enough as it is without the fear of being killed in a crossfire. Their superstitious beliefs have delayed the dig more than once, and I do not care for any further delay. We dig tirelessly through the loose sand and rock. We are close. 3rd of September, 1916. Today was glorious. We have found the entrance. Removing the doorway was difficult, but we created a pulley system that allowed us entry. More work greets us inside. Limestone chips have clogged the entirety of the tunnel. I've halted the removal of the stones until I have surveyed the structure and documented what we have learned thus far. Sutton thinks my meticulous records are unnecessary and time-consuming. 1st of December, 1916. Finally, the tunnel is now clear. Some of the workers have taken a great interest in the damaged hieroglyphs in the passageway. Today, we remove the last of the stone chips and explore. The stonework looks unstable. It may be too risky to use the explosives. 3rd of December, 1916. Sutton is dead. The local laborer attacked us and broke his neck when he refused to be forced inside the tomb. Beware the children of the Sphinx. I plan on waiting a couple of hours in the hope they'll, they have gone. I'll gather some of the jewelry and then make my escape. The place will not be my... Oh, I can't read that last line, actually. It says, the, uh, it says this, this, place place, my... this place will not be my tomb. I can hear noises. Something else is in here with me. Allah Akbar. <laughs> I'm pausing a moment and then looking to the professors. They're going... Hey, wait a minute. Isn't this place supposed to be unopened? Well, wait wait just a moment, because you left to go... Uh, oh, okay. I didn't hear this. Okay. No, okay, that's no, we, no problem. He wasn't reading loud enough. We only went as far as the... Uh, oh, that's right. We're clear across the, we're clear across okay. the room, aren't I'll, we? I'll backtrack okay. on that then. Right. Okay. 
you, you go uh, uh, for, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Vince, you go to collect yes. those two weapons. And as well, I'm, are... with, I'm with Vince, actually, uh, oh, you because are. I went to get the sword. So okay. I, I assumed we could hear him reading this clear across the chamber, could, but maybe was he wasn't reading that loudly. Yeah. Okay, so, so we could hear what he said. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, you guys are in front of those two statues, and in fact, their their hands do kind of snap off when you when you get the weapons, but you've got them. Okay. Now, as you're standing there, all of a sudden, you hear a noise, and it sounds almost like something grinding, like stone grinding on stone, or, or something. And in that instant, you are convinced that something is moving on the other side of that stone slab that's just inches away from you. There is definitely something moving. In fact, after a moment of this grinding noise, you suddenly hear a muffled sort of boom as if something heavy has just been pushed off and landed It must be dripped. So what do you guys do? Um grabbing Zoe here, here and uh, running into the other room. Yeah, yeah, taking the sword, running with him away taking from the axe wh whatever the trapped area. Oh, yeah. Running with a sword. I'm going to crawl back into the <laughs> we do a dex roll? <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Um, but you definitely hear something moving on the other side of that wall. Something big. Whilst we're doing that then, I'm going to get the bottle of um, liquid that's in the satchel. Okay. What do you do? Is it, does it have any writing on it, or is it... Um... No, it's just that it's like a leather... It's like, it's like a glass flask covered, covered in leather. Take the lid off and sniff it. It smells like maybe rancid water. Right. Put the while. lid back on. In the process, you also notice that there is a stick of dynamite in the bottom Ooh, of the satchel. Nice. I'm going to put that in my pocket. I'm going to use um, sleight of hand. Attempt to use sleight of hand and put that in my pocket. Okay. Oh, no, it's, it's nine. Nine percent. Okay, that's passed. What, what is your... your... Ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, barely. You slip that into your pocket and nobody notices. Um, I thought maybe you could hold it up to the candle flame and see if it still works. <laughs> uh, plan B. Right. Um, uh, the other two rejoin you in this room rather alarmed. Something's coming in. Hide. Find a place to hide. Have the workers broken through? No. That's no. Something else is coming in. No, we something talk, else is coming in. We talk Hi, we need to hide to see what's going on. Whether we talk to the weapons, it's calm down, calm down, released calm down. some trap. Some trap. One at a time. When we trap. took the weapons, a trap on the, the other side of the stone, the slab, uh, noise, uh, mo movement. Something's coming in here. You're suddenly interrupted by a much louder sound, the sound of stone scraping on stone, and you're sure in that moment that that monstrous stone slab in the other room is moving to the side. Bloody hell, man. What have you done now? Um, I'm already making my way back to the original tunnel. Yeah. <clears throat> Screw this. I'm going to take my chances with the workers. Well, you're going to be walking in complete darkness because 
they have I'm the okay with that. Well, okay if that. Uh, if he goes that way, uh, I don't want him to w run off in the dark with no light. Uh, I, uh, well, who has the candle, Vince? I, mean, I do still have matches. Um, okay. Who is is Vince? Is Vince having the candle right now, or what? Who has the candle? You guys, tell you me have the candle. candle. I have the candle. Though. Okay, so you have uh, then I. Okay, great. So I go uh, uh, with the uh, professor rather than let the professor run off in the darkness alone. So here, I'll hold your sword while you go after him. Uh, I, I look at him confused since I have two hands and uh, head off after him with the candle and the sword. You, right. you have to crawl. Um, as as uh, Musa, as you are following the professor back towards the, the passageway, um, you glance over at the stone slab with your candle, and you can definitely see that it's sliding to the side. Stop it. What Hurry. do the rest of you guys do? You I guys suggest you gentlemen join uh, me. Might uh, have opened. We must go. Okay. Well, we, we let's just jam something in front of the uh, the uh, pillar so we cut the um, the slab so it can't um, continue rolling. I agree. Let's go do that. Going right there to keep the slab from opening up. Do an idea yeah. roll for me. Uh, a what roll? An oh, idea yeah. roll. Um, it's the same as intelligence. Uh, nope. <laughs> 88. Does, does it seem to me that we don't have anything that could stop something of that magnitude from moving? That's what I was going to say. If, uh, if there's something strong enough to move that stone, yeah. it's not going to be stopped by... Uh, there is nothing that uh, could stop it. Hurry! So right, you let's go. Have any sense. Really soft, so. um, the stone is moving, so uh, the professor and Musa uh, have gotten back towards the passage coming in. Uh, the rest of you are still partly in the in the uh, the annex, the the, the chapel. Um, uh, Musa and uh, Professor both do an idea roll also. Um, I spend four luck to make it. Okay. How about you, Professor? Who, me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got 39 meters. Just as you get back to the passage, you realize that there is absolutely no place to hide in that passage. It's just a passage, an empty passage, uh, with a stone slab at the other end that, that hopefully somebody's trying to get out of the way. The rest of you realize that there's actually quite a lot of places you can hide because there's furniture everywhere that you could climb under or behind or, or whatever. I say, Wainwright, let's go and hide in the boat. Marvelous idea, marvelous idea. Let's, uh, yep, let's just wait it out and see if anything comes through. I'm sure it's all just, uh, I'm sure we're all just getting a little jumpy because we're stuck in here now. I'm sure this is nothing. I'm sure it's just rats in the walls. Absolutely. Professor, safest in the passage. No traps in passage. Okay. Well, as you guys are in your positions, you guys are some of you are hiding, some of you are almost in the passage. Um, 
the door slides far enough open that you can hear something on the other side. It's grunting and it's making animal sort of noises. And what comes through the uh, passage, the, the door, is what looks like a man, huge and muscular, but with the head of a wolf. Nice. And By a lot. Those of you who see it do a, a, a sanity check. Is he carrying a torch with him? He's no. He's dressed in uh, he's dressed in rags. Um, but obviously, Made at it. some point, they were more fun. Extreme. Uh, uh, I failed. If I failed you, too. If you see it, um, let's see. usually have a cheat sheet for all these things. Um, uh, if you if you see a do do your sanity roll. If you pass, uh, uh, take for take just one damage. However, if you uh, if you see it, one d six. If you fail, 1d6? If you fail, 1d6, yeah. Sorry. That would be a whole six for me. Yeah, I just lost six. Does it matter when you lose that much at once? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the two people with weapons have lost more than five. So, yeah, I went from, uh, I went from 53 down to uh, 47 in one go. All right. Let's do Musa first. <laughs> Musa, uh, you uh, you scream uh, as loud ah! as you can, and you run down the passage to the slab of, of stone and start banging on the stone to get out. Um, who else failed? I failed. Oh, um, let's hurry see. up, you slugs! Get it open! Get it open now! Um, You're all fired. <laughs> you go uh, completely. You just you just freeze in absolute horror. You can barely breathe, and uh, you're you're just you're you're paralyzed. At least for ten rounds. Okay. All right. Um, anybody else fail? Nope. Okay. Uh, so the thing. Stepping out, uh, hears Musa screaming down the passageway. Um, uh, Professor, what are you going to do? He just suddenly started screaming and uh, ran right past you. Well, he's still, has he still got his candle? Um, I don't think he would have his candle. He just dropped it on the ground. Do I still have the sword? Hmm. Do a luck roll. Uh, I made it. Okay, so you still have the sword, but you're not using the sword. You're just banging against the, the stone. Probably banging against the stone with the sword. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully with the hilt and not the blade. 
Um, the creature immediately hears the noise, and it you see it sniff the air, and it immediately bounds towards the passageway, which it will arrive at in just a few seconds. Not even a few seconds, probably like one second. Do I um, hear it like coming down the passageway? You're completely mindless at this point. You're just screaming to get out. <laughs> that's so that's what happens to you. He loses that much. Okay. The creature has um, to go through that small hole to get to him. Uh, that's true. Uh, it immediately gets to that wall. Now, uh, Professor, are you on the other side of that hole? Uh, I'm thinking I was going to track back and try and find a place to hide. Too late for that now. <laughs> you are, so it was, set the scene again, there was a passage, was it in a room that I could flatten myself against a wall? Yes, you could flatten yourself right against kind of like the corner uh, opposite of where the hole was. And Okay, that's um, what I'm going to do then. All right, so you flatten yourself. I'm going to clamp a hand over my mouth so no, no, no noise. All right. Uh, as the creature gets to that blocked passage, it just um, almost effortlessly smashes through that wall. Okay. And it's heading straight for Musa. While it's going uh, for Musa, I'm going to sneak back into the other room <laughs> and find yeah. Musa. All right, what are the rest of you doing? Sorry, Musa. Ah, let me out! Let me out! Um, how, how wide was the passageway? We, I know we how long it was, but how wide was it? The passageway was about uh, 15 feet wide. 15 feet wide. Um, I'm going to climb out the boat, light the dynamites, and throw out the passage when it looks like it's going to be a few seconds before it blows up. Okay. But our man's through there. So you're flinging uh, it down to the end, huh? Yeah. Your man. <laughs> and how are we how are we supposed to get out? Uh, no Where did you get dynamite from? He's already oh. done it. <laughs> oh no. All right. Everybody do a luck roll. Ninety-six. Oh no. What? Damn it. What is with my dice? <laughs> no, I failed that one. Failed the luck. Can I spend right. luck to make? So I got my luck's forty. I got forty-one. Can, can I spend a luck point? No, you can't spend luck points. To luck point to give. Okay, I As didn't make it by one. one. When you spend when spend spend one luck point to get your luck roll, then you make, lose another luck yeah, point. Three. Uh, yeah. Um, right. So I failed by one. Those of you who passed your luck roll, except for Musa. Um, you're suddenly like, holy shit, that whole passage was going to come down anyway. Uh, and you sort of dive for cover. Those of you who didn't do it, when the ba-boom goes off, there's a huge crashing sound. And the passage and everything down there just comes completely crashing down. And... Uh, there's dust and there's choking and some some of this roof in here starts to crumble and uh you get hit by falling debris so do a 1d6 damage if you 
Did not make your luck roll. I'm sorry, uh, just that. What was that? Two. Three. Did you did you pass your luck or not? I did not. Uh then do one one D six damage. I just took six, six damage from falling rubble. Okay. So you got hit by a serious chunk of rock. Uh but uh, I still have I still have five hit points left. Okay, so now you're climbing around in the pitch blackness. And <laughs> what are you guys gonna do? The passage is completely crushed. Hopefully, whatever was in that passage at the time is crushed, including Musa. Sorry, Musa. I only took six. No, but you 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 died. <laughs> you died of the blast and the you became a splatter just as the creature was about to eat you. Oh, That's how I, it's done, see? You're guaranteed a place in the afterlife. God be praised. Um, so what else are you going to do? Sorry, Musa. Um, I'm going to go grab that onk. Okay. He had his sword. Oh, um, I'm going to go up to um Now you also Vince. have the other, you now have the passage going into the burial chamber. Grab the of spear off. off um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to swap the um, crowbar for the spear that Vince is holding because he's still quite comatose, isn't he? Yeah, I'm still kind of like there, just not. not Give him a quick shake. Ah! Snap out does, of it, man. Does anybody have first aid? Because I took six points of damage. Oh, first aid. Um, yeah, I'm looking pretty bad myself. I not got too base. bad. Oh, I've got, th I've got first aid. I'm going to attempt first aid then. Actually, I only got thirty percent. So, um, Professor, see if the band aid works. Oh, I, I, I appear to have put my finger in your cut. I do apologise. I got ninety eight. Oh, that's something, old boy. Am I shaking out of it yet? Still holding the candle. Sorry. Um, there is definitely some crumbling going on. You're afraid that this whole roof could come down as well. What do you do? Wait, wait. Get his arm. We'll just drag him in. I. I will. Uh, we'll grab him. All right. Drag him into the. Um, Head on through to the two. After about uh, after about five minutes, he's going to start to come to and and start yelling, but not knowing quite why or what he saw. Um, Professor, probably best we don't tell him. Oh, good idea, Professor. Find a piece of furniture to jam the uh, to make sure the door doesn't close on us as we go back into the tomb. All right. There, when you're looking at the at the at the tomb door itself, it doesn't look like there's any mechanism. That thing just slid the the door to the side, scraped it along the ground. Okay. Um, Not much of a seal, is it? Except that it weighs five tons. Who's going to move it? Just saying. <laughs> well, as soon right. as I get my wits about me, I'm going to go and see if I can't help uh, Turlo there and. Try and stabilize them just a little bit more. All right. Um, so, what are you guys going to do? 
Uh, you're afraid the roof's going to come down in the antechamber. So we're, so we're dragging um, Vince into the um, the opened tomb. Burial chamber. Okay. Burial chamber, okay. sorry. Um, and drag, we'll drag, just, drag. I just, just asked um, Turlo to find something to put against the um, uh, the uh, slab and said stop it rolling back. But obviously you said it was um, there's no mechanism, so. Yeah, it, it wasn't rolling. It was it was okay. literally sliding. It was moved. Um, so the candle to have a look in the uh, chamber. Inside this chamber, the chamber is uh, almost as big as the uh, the antechamber that you were just in. Although it's now going it's going north and south long. There is a huge sarcophagus in the center of the room. Uh, it looks like, uh, at first glance, that there were multiple wooden sarcophagi uh, on the outside, and that in the center there was a golden sarcophagi, uh, kind of in the shape of a man with a wolf's head, and the lid has been pushed over to the side and fallen, fallen, you know, against the, the wall. Um, that's obviously where the thing came from. There are uh, hieroglyphics and paintings, not only on the wooden parts of the sarcophagus, but on the walls all around you. Any ideas what they say? Uh, to I'm still groaning in pain, guys. Oh, so yes, of course you. Yes. And I, I should also mention that there is also another uh, archway uh, to the south, and going in. South is effectively back the way we kept. So we've gone. Uh, we entered through a south tunnel and then we went east into another room and then we this new tunnel goes south back the way we came right so it's possibly worth actually going and have a look in there look around the corner in there to see if they um when you uh, look around the corner, you can see that this is a treasure room there's even more gold and stuff in here and in the center of the room is a large uh, stone box made out of some kind of dark stone. Oh, is it big enough to have a human in? No. I want to open it, but I think that might be a bad idea. Wainwright, what do you think? Well, things aren't quite going to plan so far, are they? But we do seem to be in the uh, the burial chamber of the, the pharaoh. We've got to investigate this. Let's, is uh, there any other? Are there any other weapons in the? You see, there's a treasure room. Are there any other weapons? In oddly the enough, oddly enough, um, the boat theme is sort of in here. There are two golden oars leaning up against the wall. But other than that, there's no real weapon. Okay. You hear oh, you hear more grinding coming from the antechamber. And it sounds like uh, just because of the explosion, more shifting in the in the structure itself. And no, not like something else being moved. 
No, it sounds like it sounds like you know, like the place is extremely unstable now. Is there any lights? No. So there's no light coming through. Okay, okay, just for the candles. I, I, I was, okay. Um, if I we go back and look in the um, the room with the uh, crocodile guy, there's no lights pouring in from the damaged room. No. Okay. And how big is this? So how big is this box that's in the well? New I'd say it's about it's about three feet wide, maybe two feet high, and two feet deep, and it has a lid on it. It's kind of ornate. It's a dark stone, but it's got carvings in it uh, that all look like typical funerary sort of carvings. Oh, this could be. Um... It's uh, what they call the um, the jars. I think we should open it, Wayne. Right? I I agree. I agree. Will is does it look quite quite difficult to open? Is it likely no. to be? No. It looks like the lid would lift off of it. But <sighs> okay, Wayne. Right. Grab one of those oars. Let's let's do this. All right. Going to lift. It's gonna be a really um, bad idea. Why don't you guys do a strength roll? Oh, ninety-seven. Yeah, I made. Oh, I made it. Okay, I didn't. Well, you start to you start to shift it off, and uh, and uh, the archaeologist lets it slip a little bit, but but you manage to get it off. And uh, he is correct. There are funerary canopic canopic jars inside. Um, but traditionally, there are four of them, and in this one, there are five. And the five of them are um, a falcon, a crocodile, an ibis, and a wolf. And the fifth one is an upside-down unk. The canopic jars are black, but they're carved, made out of stone. And the uh, the unk again. It's, uh... it's definitely something about this. I'll uh, I'll I'll take a closer look. All right. Um, well, it's possible to remove the lids, but if they are canopic jars, then they're going to have body organs in them. Which uh, which one traditionally has the heart in? I'm not sure, actually. My research didn't take me quite that far. <laughs> <laughs> the upside, the upside-down heart, the upside-down ank means death. So, according to Wikipedia, there was no jar for the heart. Okay, it was actually left inside the body. What, what are, are you guys actually holding them, or are you? No, yeah, we should simply look in the hole. Just looking. Yeah, 
I'll sort of I'll, I'll pick up the uh, the one with the oncon and sort of examine it a little closer. Do a, a listen roll. Ooh, I think that's good. No, no. Right. Um, it looks like you could easily open it. Hmm. Are there any scale in the, the rest of the rest of the treasure room? Are there any scales in here? Uh, no. Well, maybe there are, but okay. Hmm. Once again, you start to hear grinding from the other room, and you can hear a block fall and hit the ground. You're afraid that collapse out there might be imminent. Um, Am I coherent enough to look for hieroglyphs? There's there's hieroglyphs on just about everything. Do I see anything that's relevant? Not really. Um, you're you're in the treasure chamber with them, or are you back in the sarcophagus room? I guess I'm I'm in the sarcophagus room. Well, as you yeah, we're in pitch black. I'm kind of like huddled well, in a corner you, you still trying have to multiple be still. candles. Um, let's say that you lit a candle. Your guys are kind of afraid, so okay. You're looking at the sarcophagus, and it's obviously that all of the outside wooden sarcophagi had had hieroglyphics, and what you're seeing is sort of a depiction of. Somebody being tested by this black pharaoh, and there's some sort of a ceremony where his head is removed. It is uh, attached uh, this wolf. Uh, it's basically saying that he is becoming his undying servant, and. Uh, that he will wait and guard until um, his pharaoh, his god, returns. And that's the narrative that you're sort of getting out of it. That this thing is a servant of the god. It's the thing that you saw kneeling uh, next to the next to the pharaoh in the other room. It also seems to look like there were a lot of them at one point. So maybe one of us mm. needs to pretend to be the pharaoh. Um, which one of us can speak? Tom, just to check. Am I out of my funk yet? Yeah, you're coming out of it. Okay, well, I'm going to go check on Turlo there, like I said, and uh, see if I can't help him out a bit since he's still looking pretty bad. Well, if you've got uh, if you've got first aid, you can take one hit point off if you make it. Okay. Nope, I just made it worse. Oh, come on. Damn it. Sorry. Why? Why? Oh, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> it's, it's sort of... It's sort of go ahead. Sorry. 
Wait, wait, this this is all a bit bit odd. So let, let, where, where are we? Let, let's see where we're at. We're, we've just come into this tomb of a dead pharaoh who should be dead. Um, we've seen some slightly odd paraphernalia. Um, certainly the uh, the statues, human statues with um, crocodile heads is unusual. The upside down ankh is even more unusual. Five um, uh, coffee jars are highly unusual and um, some big monster human grave robbing person coming out of the darkness attacking us is even more unusual hey, that's um, not a person that's a werewolf werewolf there's no silver in the tombs it's just gold so werewolves yeah. that might be here um uh, where i do a um, what do I want to say? Do it, do it, do a spot. We'll call it a spot hidden. Do a spot hidden for me, right? But no, <laughs> I have more no's in this game than any other game I've ever played. <laughs> Turlo, what makes you think one of us pretending us to one of us pretending to be this dark pharaoh thing? help you got a better idea old man no I've got an idea <laughs> the, the golden onk in the uh, in the temple it's 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 got to have something to do with all of this is it too dangerous to go back through there now or is it still accessible <laughs> It's oh, man, here's the candle. It's perfectly fine. It's still accessible, although that roof out there looks like it's going to collapse. This is your dig, Wayne, right? It's your, it's your dig, your call. You're quite right. If you anyone can save us, Wayne, right, it's you. If we, don't, if we don't figure this out soon and try something, we're all going to end up uh, buried alive in here. I'm, I'm going to go and grab that onk, and I'm going to see what's going on with it. I'll uh, I'll take the candle and I'll move cautiously back through. Actually, Wayne, right, I'm coming with you. I'm I'm going to go with him with the spear that I took from um, Turlo. Oh, sorry, We're all going to stick Vince. together. Vince, you have a it. Vince. Instead of the spear you have in your hand, you have a crowbar. So I swapped, swapped them over earlier when I stuck your face. So yes. All right. So you're going to move back thing. through back through the antechamber to. The annex? Yeah, that's where the... Uh, is, All right. Yes. All right, Wayne, right? Yeah. Do a luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. Well and truly blew yeah, that. What, what did you roll? Uh, 86. Starts are not right tonight. All right. You, you start working your way back through the antechamber. Uh, everybody else, do a luck roll. Oh, 99. <laughs> oh, my God. Who failed? Six. I got six. Okay. I failed. I failed spectacularly. Well, 
Um, as you guys are are moving, um, there's a cracking sound, and suddenly the roof begins to collapse. And unfortunately, the only one of you that isn't crushed by falling <laughs> is uh, Edgar Carter. Um, Edgar, uh, 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 roll like a one or a two, uh, you know, a, a two side, um, four sided dice, and tell me what roll you get. Four. Okay. So what you end up doing is leaping forward into the ante, into the the annex, just as the roof comes crashing down. And unfortunately, you're basically sealed in a small little room, and there's there's no way anybody's ever going to get to you. Not within not within probably three months it'll take them to get to where you are. So you also die, and you all die. Everybody dies. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for playing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Well, you call that a plan, Wainwright? <laughs> I I have to say that I was surprised you threw the dynamite down the passageway because the passageway <laughs> was already about to collapse. Um, uh, it's just the way that it went, I guess. Um, I wasn't um, surprised. Christians always treat us as expendable. <laughs> Was there any way of actually getting it alive? Oh yeah, I mean there was there was a number of things that could have happened here. Um, you could have hidden from the creature. Uh, the creature had basically two uh, needs. Its first and foremost need was it wanted to get out. Its second need was food. So if it had encountered you and you didn't successfully fight it off. And it would have given up. If it was too much trouble to kill you and eat you, it would have just given up and returned to its first thing was trying to get out of this tomb. Um, it hadn't expected to wake up yet. Uh, you guys woke it up making noise. Um, you could have hidden in, in, in places and let the thing go down the passage and just you know scratch at the door. Then you might have been able to figure out some way to kill it. Without blowing up the, the passageway, that's what I would have um, done. Uh, and and the best way to do that was had you opened the canopic jar with the onk on the top of it, it had the creature's heart, which was still oh, beating. That's what I. I was, if you had destroyed the heart, you would have destroyed the monster. It goes close. I'm. I, I was thinking that opening the jar was either going to be really really bad or really really good i wasn't quite brave enough to um to open it you could have also tried something where you you distracted the creature and got it uh let's say in the antechamber and then made noise down the passageway where where you chose to think and get the creature to run as if it was going to attack you and plaster yourselves against the wall. The creature might have just skipped right past you and hit that stone slab and actually knocked the stone slab over, letting you all out. 
creature, of course, would have gotten out too. It probably would have been, un I would have made it unconscious for a couple of seconds so that you could have killed it if you, if you had the gumption. Otherwise, it would just run away. And then you'd start hearing rumors that there was some sort of a creature that was killing people. It was all your fault. Uh. <laughs> there were a lot of ways that this could have gone. You could have killed so was the creature. The creature was it still alive in the tunnel? No, probably crushed. It, it only had, uh, it had a 200 strength, but it only had uh, 17 hit points. And when you brought that that passage nice. down on it, there's there's no way that it could. Have so had I not rolled uh, a six and lost the most possible sanity at once, I could conceivably have fought it off. Yeah, you could have. You Same could have with it. It was stronger than you. It might have still crushed you or killed you, but that sounds plausible. <laughs> yes, this this other other guy had had broken into the tomb and uh, the. The superstitious people outside had had sort of uh, they 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 try to murder them, and so he snuck in here to try to get some of the stuff and get out before it happened. But he, the creature, got him first and uh, had a little snack. Um, anyways, let me go ahead and end that. If everybody would mute for just a moment, and I will finish up. Our players included Thomas Greenway, Kevin Rolfe, Kim Smeltzer, Ford Fitch, George Sieg, and uh, Joshua, well, Joshua Morrow didn't make it, sorry, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. Our, our music was provided by the very talented Alex Vargas, who wrote this piece especially for us and for this episode. We hope to hear more from his music in the future. Our many thanks to him. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game uh, conversations uh, when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. We have a new patron today. Wesley Bridges has pledged $5 a month. Thank you so much, Wesley. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Visit, uh, just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>